Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. What has two toes and a long neck? Oh, wait a minute, there's more. Also comes from Peru. Has straight ears. And is happy. (laughs) I know you're probably sitting there saying, Rich, what in the world are you talking about? Well, you're about to find out. On this episode of Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, I have a young lady, Pam Purse, who is going to tell you about happy. Stay tuned. You know, when it comes to your pet and you want some care for it, it's kind of hard to find that certain someone that just has that bond with them. You want somebody that's bonded. They're insured. You know, they know pet CPR. They're first aid certified. You want somebody very special. Somebody that is excellent with dogs and cats. And that's where your pet all pair comes in. Nicole Wilson has been doing this for a while. And when it comes to your pets, she treats them like children. So go to... Bel Air All Pair. That's B E L A I R A U P A I R dot com. And contact Nicole if you need a dog sitter or a dog walker or even for your cats. Nicole's got you covered. Again, it's your pet all pair. Bel Air All Pair dot com. They're just doing it for the sits and wiggles. Welcome to Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios. Each week, you'll hear interesting interviews, commentary, discussions, storytelling, and more. Here's your host, Marine Corps veteran, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and my father, Rich Bennett. like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living with Rich Bennett. Today, I have a young lady with me. Thank God. Uh, a friend of mine, William Riegler, who's been on the show a couple of times, had introduced me through Facebook. Uh, but she has written a book, and she also owns a farm. The farm is Three Oaks Farm. I have Pam Purse joining me. And so she's the owner of the farm, and she has written a book called Happy the Alpaca. And Happy's not with us today, but God, that would have been fun. Well, he is in a small form. Well, yeah, that's true. That is true. So how you doing, Pam? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So Three Oaks Farm, 
It's an alpaca farm? Yes. So really the name is Three Oaks Farm Alpacas. Okay. And that's what um, we have most of are the alpacas on the farm. We have about 15. So we have... 15 alpacas? 15 alpacas. So we do sell them at times. So we just actually sold five this year. Okay. Um, But for the most part, they stay on the farm with us. Happy the alpaca, the star of the book, will be staying on our farm with us. So we're happy to to have him forever, for sure. So you raise them and I guess... We do. We okay. we raise them. We shear them once a year for their fiber, and we have it made into yarn. And then we have local um, artists that right. will knit it or crochet it for us, and we're able to sell those products in the store. Um, That's, isn't that really warm? It's incredibly warm. Yes, it's incredibly warm. It's similar to um, how you would process sheep wool. Yeah. But we don't, alpaca doesn't have any lanolin or the oil that the sheep wool has in it. So I'm not, I'm a little bit allergic to lanolin, but I'm not allergic to alpaca since it doesn't have any lanolin in it. It's just dry and fluffy and warm, lightweight. It's fantastic. So do you guys sell the clothing at, at the farm? So we do. And oh, okay. we um, we do have um, a relationship with a company in Peru, Classic Alpaca, and they um, private label for us. So some of our stuff goes there and right. they can make stuff for us. And we also supplement from them in the store because – we just don't have enough alpacas to make everything that that we can sell there. But but we we have quite a bit. Um, we have a lot of really nice yarn that people can come and and make their own that. products. It's pretty neat. It, yeah, now, it's pretty neat. Alpacas aren't native to the United States, are they? You're right. They're they're not. They're native to South America. Okay, which explains Peru. Okay. Exactly, exactly. And um, a lot of people mistake alpacas for llamas so on our farm we like to tell the difference between alpacas and llamas and that's pretty much why i wrote the book so what is the difference between an alpaca and a llama? because i'm sorry when i think of llamas i think what was it? i think it was dr doodle had the two-headed llama oh <laughs> i don't know i, don't I remember know. some movie or book where hell the llama had a head in the front and the back but no yeah, so I haven't. I knew that wasn't real. Yeah, but, but I mean, is a llama bigger? I mean, what's the so, main difference? So yes, there are lots of differences and lots okay. of similarities. We do touch on those in the book. Um, it's a picture book, like for children. Um, when when people come out, we teach them about camelids. Um, you hear the word camel in it. Camel is right. is one of the bigger camelids, and then llamas are smaller than camels. Okay. Alpacas are smaller than llamas. So they're they're much so smaller. The same family. But they're in the same family. They're all camelids. They all have long necks, two toes, and they all spit when they get upset. Two So <laughs> that doesn't really happen on our farm because they're pretty used to being with people and we tell people they have good luck the whole day if they do get well, spit on. If I only had two toes, <laughs> I think I'd be upset all the time. Yeah, well, well, two, the, only two toes? Yep, only two toes. And wow. um, 
on each on that. each foot. Well, of course. Yes. And uh, so the camels, of course, we can ride. Llamas are only used for protection in fields. And they're also used as pack animals to be able to go up into mountains. You can put a lot of stuff okay. on them. Alpacas are used for only one thing, and that's their fiber, fur or fiber. And we shear them, like I said, that one time a year and um, and process it. It doesn't hurt the animal in any way. And um, it makes them more comfortable in the summertime. They don't really like the heat. They right. like the cold because they're from the Andes Mountains in, in places like Peru. All right. Back up a minute because you said llamas are used for protection? Yeah, protection in fields. So you could put llamas, like I said, are, are considerably bigger than alpacas. Right. So you would put them in a field it, with um, maybe sheep or goats or, you know, smaller yeah. animals that you want to stay protected. And they'll make sure that the coyotes wow. and foxes stay out of those fields. Get out of here. So it's pretty cool. That's and pretty wild. Sometimes we do every now and again have an alpaca that that has kind of that mentality right. of protection. And they are herd animals, so they do want to protect their young and um, kind of stick together. But, but yeah, llamas are um, – also they have longer ears. They're curved and they don't have as the much – The llama does. The llama does. Okay. And llamas don't have as much fur like on their legs. Alpacas are cute little straight ears and they have fur – all over them. A lot of people don't know this, too. There are two kinds of alpacas. Um, we have wakayas, which look like fluffy teddy bears. They just keep okay. getting more fiber on right. them. There's also a kind called surrey. And surrey alpacas are have these long dreads that hang down. Um, like if, a yak? Kind of. Okay. Yes. Similar to that. And But the fiber is just as exquisite on a surrey as, as a wakaya. And there, it, you still make high-end products with those. Interesting. Yep. But we focused on wakayas because you generally don't mix those two kinds of alpacas. Right. Now, how big will, will an alpaca get? Well, that's a good question. I would say like 120 pounds. 120 pounds? They could. That's... Yeah. And the Kriyas that are born, which are baby alpacas, mm -hmm. C-R-I-A, that they're just tiny little guys. They come out and they can be 13 to 15 pounds. That's it? When they come out. Yep. Wow. Yep. Now, all right, so is the farm also a petting zoo? So it's not, I wouldn't call it a petting zoo, but what I would call it is an agricultural educational facility. Okay. So um, we kind of do a lot of agritourism at our farm. We, right. we like for people to come out. We give them an up-close and personal experience with animals on the farm. They're all farm animals. So we like to teach um, school groups that come out, uh, preschools, school age, right. you name it, they come out and they learn where their food comes from and their clothing. So we teach farm to table and alpaca to sweater. Okay, when you said farm to table, I was going to say, wait a minute, not not alpaca farm. To, no, to, but the uh, al the alpacas, it's more the alpaca to sweater. So we show okay. them. We we let them. No, so don't do that to happy. No, you know what? We're I I like to tell people on Three Oaks Farm. Although we teach farm to table and alpaca to sweater, 
we're farm to never table I like in that. the sense that they're all my pets yeah. and I just teach with them. And um, we, that's why I would never be able to be a farmer. I know my, my husband wanted beef cattle for a while and my kids looked at me and said, mom, that's never going to happen. We're going to end up naming them. We're going to have 20 cows you know, out there that we're never going to eat. And so my husband said, okay, we're not doing that. Ooh, that's why I always so, make the joke to my daughter. You know, I was like, you know, I, I want a pot-bellied pig because they're supposed to be very smart. Right. She, my wife's always like, when they get too big, oh, it gets too big, we just eat it. I know I wouldn't be able to, though. No. I mean, that's, no. I mean, uh-uh. Well, and it's funny you should bring up pigs. We actually have two pig, pot-belly pigs no. on our farm. Yes. Oh, God. So I got a phone call um, a few years ago about someone needing to get rid of their pig. She was sobbing, just desperate to find a home for her pigs. All of the pig rescues were full um, around here, so they couldn't take them in. Um, Mm. And we actually did have a spot. So I took them temporarily um, for this woman. She she really wanted them to have a good, safe spot. Um, We took them in and um, someone from the pig rescue came out and gave us some pointers on you know, how to make their little home perfect for them. And I fell in love with them and we ended up keeping them. My favorite book is, yeah, we, we did Patty and Izzy. So if you come to the farm, you can call the pigs. They come right out to you. You can pet their bellies. They are super smart. Like you said, um, so, yeah, we we a lot of the animals on our farm are rescues. They needed homes and we just give them a really nice place to stay for the rest of their lives and we teach people with them. I never realized until I with the humane side of Harford County, I feature a pet of the week every week for them. So it's a dog, a cat and a critter nice. of the week. <laughs> I've never seen so many pigs, roosters, and rabbits up for adoption. And the two potbelly pigs, I'll never forget, Thelma and Lewis. Not Louise, Thelma and Aww. Lewis. I wanted them so bad. But it's like, now, nah, I would think you'd have to have a good amount of property for a pig to run around on. Well, not really. You can actually, pigs are very smart. You can train them to basically do what dogs do. They wag their tails like dogs. Oh, they like rubs on the belly. They'll go outside to go to the bathroom and, and come in. But a lot of people get them small, and they think they're going to stay small, and they, no, don't. they don't. The more you feed them, the bigger they get. And, and he, nothing you, stays small. Nothing does. And so they get big, and maybe you're in a neighborhood with a homeowner's association, and they say, that is a livestock animal. You've got to get rid of that. Or who knows what yeah. the reason is. Um, or they they just get so big and... And you don't have room for them or what have you. So, so yeah, just be careful if if anybody out there is ever thinking about getting a pet like that. <laughs> so, you mentioned something with the pigs when they're small, people have them in their house. Do you ever do that with the alpacas? Yes, we do take the, you were surprised, I can tell. So we do take the alpacas in the house. And one of the reasons we do that is so that when we take them places, 
they'll be able to um, not be as skittish when they go right. through. We have taken them to nursing homes, to schools. Oh, that is we neat. all yep, and they they're completely fine with going into these places because we do they're try not to spitting at the people or nothing. Exactly. Yes, we don't See, want that actually, to happen. I mean, it sounds like you've trained them. To, I guess, to adapt to, because they spit when they're scared, right? They do spit when they're, when they're afraid or they're trying to protect. And most people have a tendency to scare animals. Right, right. So you've had to train them pretty well. Well, there, we do have people interacting with them almost every day, the public. So um, whether it's a, a school trip or an evening program, um, we we have a lot of people that rotate through the farm um, with the different programs that we have, and okay. they're pretty used to to people. They are shy animals, right? So they're not you're not going to call them by name, and they'll run up to you like a dog. However, um, they do. We we have a couple on the farm that have gotten handled. Uh, maybe a little bit more than others because we've had them since like they were like like happy. Okay, he can even be a little shy sometimes though <laughs> with people, but we're working on him. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun. They they like to be pet just on their necks. You can lead them around. We put halters on them sometimes for people, and they can lead them around the farm oh, like a dog. <laughs> you do. You have, have to come to see us. There. And I know I've been. It's in Forest Hill, right? It is. It's it's right in Forest Hill. I know I've been by there. You probably have. We sit off the road. It's a farm that's been in my family for over seventy years. Wow. So yeah, it's my. It was my grandparents' farm. And it's we we actually have my cousin that lives on the farm. My aunt lives on the farm. Uh, one of my daughters lives in one of our tenant houses on the farm. We still have some of the kids still living at home, and it, it just is. Uh, it's it's just a really nice have? place. It when my grandfather bought it, it was 130. We're down to 60 now. That's so, so. nice. Yeah, it's great. It's wow. great. We have soy growing on the farm that we an, another farmer farms uh, for us. We don't okay. have all the equipment. We have grass hay that feeds our animals all winter long. That's good. Um, <laughs> yep, and we all t- we rotate the crop from soy to field corn. You okay. know, on various years to keep the soil good and. We also have hops growing on the farm for the the beer Brewers. drinkers out there. So mm. they can people come out. We rent the farm out for happy hours sometimes, and they can come out for a small party since COVID's right. happened. Yeah. We're keeping everything quite small now, so they can have ten of their closest friends out to the farm. And oh, um, if the hops are in season, they're welcome to go around and pick the hops and take those home with them. So. All right, you have the alpacas. Yes. You have the pigs. <laughs> yes. When we were talking before, before uh, actually, was it last week or whatever, you told me you have a special needs chicken? I do. So we have a lot of chickens on the farm, and we, we have them, of course, because we like to tell people, um, well, it depends on how old the children are, but we explain what broiler and layer chickens are. Sure. If they're... Broiler chickens that we eat, and then the layer chickens that lay the eggs. So there are two main kinds of chickens. We, of course, have layer chickens because, again, we're farmed to never table. So we're not going to eat our chickens. I didn't know there were two two types. 
Yep, two types of chickens. And there's lots of different kinds within those two types. So um, the little tiny kids that come out, we just focus on just the layers. layers, And and we like to have them go over and um, look into the nesting box and collect an egg. That Tell them to play catch. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Throw that to your mom over there. So we have we have quite a few chickens. We have one rescue duck. We have two turkeys. Um, the duck was hatched in a classroom and then um, ended up, I think, was very messy for the people and right. r- went to a couple of different homes and ended up with us. Um, she's an awesome duck. And then this spring, we got a phone call that a chicken on another farm was hatched out and it had a little bit... Um, of a deformity in in its feet, they curved in. Ooh. Chickens' feet normally spread out, and they have claws on the end, and they scratch up bugs. They scratch right. for bugs in the coop. This particular chicken, because all of the toes and feet curved in, it couldn't do that, and it had a little trouble walking. It puts its wings out for balance, um, and unfortunately, there is a pecking order. There's a reason why they came up with that term. The other chickens were pecking it to death, um, so they had to quickly get that chicken out, and they called us and Boys? said, uh, <laughs> I know, they were bullying, <laughs> and and we talked to the kids about bullying when they come out, and they, they see this great little chicken who we've named Petrie. And Petrie uh, actually gets hand-fed her mealworms since she can't scratch up her own. Right. And the kids love to to feed her. So it's oh, it's man. great. And they, they like to see that even though the chicken has a little bit of um, a difference to her, she has a great life and um, has adapted very well. And is, is great friends with um, one of our rabbits, Charlie, who is actually <laughs> deaf. So we take Wait, what? Yep, we have a deaf rabbit as well. The rabbit and and a lot of people say, "Well, how do you know this?" My, yeah, I was I was right. Gonna ask how, that. how do you know that that rabbit is deaf? Well, I guess we don't know for sure, but we're pretty sure because we had the hutches near my husband's tractor for quite a while, and whenever he would start the mower. All of the other rabbits would go into the little and the enclosures, and yeah, this one never is bothered by any wow. loud noises, doesn't flinch, nothing. So she's a great rabbit to take to story times when we do those at the library or different places. And Petrie will come along with Charlie, and we'll um, we'll have those two go around, and hopefully the story times will start again soon because we like to do that at, at some of the local branches as well. I have a fix for that, too. Uh, (laughs) So chickens, rabbits, anything else? Yes. So we also have a cow, Fiona the cow. She's not a rescue. We went. should have asked what you don't have. (laughs) You should. So we have two miniature donkeys, two miniature horses. We've got a large pony. We've got a thoroughbred on the farm. Um, he's a miniature, he's a pretty two miniature donkeys. Two miniature donkeys. They're awesome. We've got um, an Appaloosa on the farm. Oh. We have two Nigerian dwarf goats, two Nubian no. goats, and we've got two baby doll sheep, which are beautiful little sheep. They originate in England. Right. Um, they're tiny sheep, and they should be called teddy bear sheep, but they're called baby doll sheep. They're great, great little um, additions to the farm. Um, let's see. What else? We have many barn cats out there. We've got um, one of my 
the pride and joys on the farm, other than, of course, Happy the Alpaca, <laughs> is Capone, and he is our livestock guardian dog. So he's a Marama. He looks like um, he looks like a Great Pyrenees, but he's an Italian breed. Oh, so I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly. I say Marama, and um, it's you hear a lot of different pronunciations of that breed of dog. Right. Um, He's a fantastic dog. We got him at eight weeks old, and he innately will clock in every single night rotate around the farm and protect all of the animals against foxes and coyotes that live really close to the farm. And then he clocks out during the day and sleeps or just comes to visit us every now and again. And uh, he's he's just a fantastic dog. People love to meet with him when they come out. Kids love him. He adores kids. He's just a He's a great dog. And we were losing so many animals before we got him that I kept thinking there's got to be something we can do. And that's what I came up with. I showed up one day. A lot of them um, to the coyotes. Yep. See, and I, that's one of the things that uh, I, I have to laugh about because I've, and I've been saying this for a long time, been telling people there are coyote here in there are. County. And they're like, you're nuts. There's no coyote. There's your proof right there. That's for sure. Um, we had my neighbor actually um, bow hunts in our woods, mm-hmm. and he shot one, and he had it stuffed. It's in his basement, actually. So it's a it's a decent size coyote. Yeah, the uh, the the fox I wouldn't worry. Well, the fox I love fox, but. I would love to have a pet fox, but me too. I know, I know they don't like chickens, so. right? Me too. Just you know, not eating my animals. Yeah. My husband always says, "Well, they have to eat too," and I, I get that. That's true. My wife and I've been talking about pets, and one of the things, because if I get a dog, it would have to be an English bulldog, Marine Corps mascot. Absolutely. Know. But we've been talking about something other than a dog. So, pygmy goat. We talked about getting. Or a skunk or a fox. Wow! But and you can buy. I know. I think Pennsylvania sells the, the domesticated skunks. Do they? Yeah, and it's. I don't know if you ever looked at a domesticated skunk compared to one that's in the wild. Those things can get huge because most wildlife. I'm assuming they take the stink out. Oh yeah, yeah, just like with the ferrets yeah. and everything. Because most, and I found this out about squirrels. I think the life expectancy of a squirrel in the wild is. It was something it's probably short. yeah. It's probably very short due to predators. Yeah. Whereas if a domesticated squirrel could be five years plus. Wow. Actually, maybe even longer than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that you got all these rescue animals that just impresses me. Now you keep saying groups in school. Can individuals come and visit the farm? Yes. Yeah, so what we're offering right now, again with. Due to COVID, COVID, we um, have pared everything down. So we have farm tours for up to eight people. It can be one person. It can be two people, but it can't be more than eight. So um, 
anyway, they they come out to the farm and they get a private farm tour and they get to interact with the different animals. Sometimes That's one of the little Nigerian dwarf goats will jump on their backs and they get to feed a couple of the different animals. They get to hold <laughs> a couple. Um, and with uh, in the alpaca field, they get to feed Happy or some of the other alpacas. And, right. and we have a little... Uh, Kriya in in the pens right now. Finnegan, who everybody's able to just pet and get pictures with. Yes. Yes. My daughter named him. She helped deliver him. Normally you don't, they don't need any help, but this particular one did. Your daughter helped deliver? How old is your daughter? She did. So um, my husband and I have six kids and they're 19 and over. So this particular child is 22 and, um, she... Uh, you you look too young to have kids nineteen six kids nineteen and older. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. My husband has three, and I have three, so okay. we're we're a blended family. We're the Brady bunch. The that's bunch. That's right. That's what people often call us. And luckily, our our kids all get along, and they're just great that's kids, great. and we love them. So we're. We're hoping um, to eventually get them all back onto the farm. So <laughs> the oldest one is living there right now right. Um, in an apartment on the farm. So she's got her own little place. But nice. we'd love to have them all back. Hint, hint. Uh, yeah, my husband always says, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Tell people, if, if someone wants to come out to the farm, I would assume they have to make reservations, right? Yes. So, so how do they go about doing that? So uh, if you go onto our website, you can actually sign up for those private tours. Um, Some people call me and make appointments um, with me to have a birthday party, a private party. Um, So we do some of that. We do cater to some of that. Some people come out. um, We've had... uh, Different groups come out, like nursing homes, the Red Hatters, um, drug rehab groups will come out. It it just depends. We do just about everything. We also have um, local interns on the farm from North Harford High School. It's an agricultural magnet that. school. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope they do, and I hope they gain <laughs> a lot from it. So we have some of those kids that... Um, Work. I mentor them. Right. They come out. They work on the farm. They learn about what it takes, and um, they have a different project every year. They can rotate to different animals since we have so many, so they can become accustomed to many of them. So, yeah, it's a really nice ag program in the county um, that North yeah, Harford North has. Harford has and a great program they they really do. So, we're happy to have those kids out at the farm too. Um, so, yeah, we we try to cater to all different kinds of kids. We actually have homeschool groups sometimes come out. Right. We have preschool groups. Which is big in Harford County. Absolutely. Um, we did uh, Taste Wise Kids. We did a little program for them. Um, the library programs. We, we were doing story times where we, we could go to them. Right. Um, but... Lately, we've we gave them a farm tour video, and they're able to to post say, that. Have you guys thought about doing story times virtually? Well, that's a really good idea. We should think more about that if if this continues, or or we have have <laughs> this to be continues, everybody's going to do everything virtually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have to think more about that. But I think that would be good. I have read my happy book. Uh, numerous times to groups. Um, we Skype with Alaska 
and oh, a lot wow. of other groups in in this country and others, um, England or uh, Ireland. We've skyped with, um, so we teach kids about agriculture all over the world. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and yeah, it's it's really fun. We really enjoy it. We're getting a little bit better with our technology <laughs> to be able to do that, and a little bit. The yeah, kids, the kids think are about, helping what us. What if this would have had? What if this COVID would have happened back in the day when everybody was using AOL? Exactly. We would have been in know. trouble. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, Happy the Alpaca, the book. Tell everybody about the book because well, I think it, this is cute. I love it. Well, thank you. The book came about because adults and children, not just children, were coming out to the farm and not knowing the difference between an alpaca and a llama, which makes sense. Some people would would, um, look at the sheep and wonder even if the sheep turned into an alpaca, like it went that far. And we've realized, well, we have a lot of teaching to do here. Yeah. Um, It's okay. No one's been exposed to it, so they just really don't know what the differences are. So we go through that. We let the people feel the sheep will and feel the lanolin in it as opposed to alpaca. And we're able to tell them the differences when they come out to the farm. Then we realized there are people that aren't coming out to the farm. We need to get write a book and get this out there. Let's tell people what the similarities and differences are between them and why farmers have alpacas. What is their purpose on the farm. So the book is designed to do that. It does have a couple of um, hidden things in it. One of them (laughs) is Capone the dog. Capone is hidden on each page of the book, and the kids can read the book over and over again and look for Capone on each page, his tail or his paw or or him as a whole. The other thing um, the book has in it In this particular case, with everything going on, we um, feature a page that says, no matter your size, kind, or color, we are all important, he says to his mother. So we do try to put a little lesson in the book, a real-life lesson, that we'd like for the kids as well as the parents to to read. Um, And we do put in what some of the other farm animals give to us as well. So we don't just stop with the alpaca. We do have a a page or two about what the other ones give us. I love the drawings in this. Well, thank I am you. Serious. That's really sweet. So I, I did I illustrate do. the I book as them. well. <laughs> and For those of you listening, because Pam brought in the book and I'm looking at it, and I asked her who did the illustrations, and she did. But she didn't seem too. You didn't seem too excited about it. Well, I like I, them. I did my best, They're and awesome. uh, and the kids um, that that come out to the farm and they get the book. They're so sweet. They they really. Um, they're really they're, sweet about it. They don't mind the great. illustrations. They are great. I'm serious because this, you, you don't draw. You're not an artist. Right? I'm not an artist. No, so, I I like it, but. I wouldn't definitely not call myself an artist. And, you know, one of the reasons I thought of this book, too, I had a second grade class come out to my farm. Yeah. And they made me a book and they had me come to their classroom and they presented it to me. And it was called If I Had an Alpaca. I have the book in my play area at the farm. When kids come out, they can look through it. But they they did this book, the second grade students, they drew a picture and they wrote what they would do if they had an alpaca, what they would do with it. And 
it was so touching. Um, it wasn't an educational book. It was it was just a fun book that they made for me. Right. And they dedicated the book to me, and I loved it. And I thought, that's what I want to get. It, it brought so much joy to me. Yeah. I would love to bring joy to um, young and old reading the book. I, I think it can touch a lot of different people. You know, and the thing is, too, with the holidays coming up. Oh, it would be perfect. This would be a great Christmas present for a lot of, for not just kids, but adults, too. Because, I mean, the stuff in here, there's a lot of things I didn't know about llamas. I mean, <clears throat> you, you covered it already. I right, mean, taught, right. I, and the one picture of the ears. I didn't realize a llama's ears are that much bigger than an alpaca. That's right, and they're they're curved, and alpacas have cute little straight, yeah. fluffy ears. So. They almost look like dog ears. Well, and we do have Capone's ears on that page oh, I as found well. Hide in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hoping. Um, and we also have at the back of the book. I, I put a glossary in there. Yeah, I saw I, that. I used to be a teacher, so I do have um, – I can't get that out of me, that's for sure. So in the back, um, you'll find a glossary of all of the words that are highlighted throughout the book. So let's pick the word out, CRIA, C-R-I-A. It's what you would call a baby alpaca or a baby llama. So you can look in the back of the book mm-hmm. or have the kids match up that word. Um, so it can be for older kids as well. So it's educational. Book. It's very educational. It's all facts See, in there. It's, it's me, told in a nice makes, way. That's what it makes a good children's book. If it's educational, if they're learning something from it, you did your job. Well, That's what I believe. It's funny that you say that, too. Whether they're reading the book or they come out to the farm for a tour or an event, if you leave the farm, young or old, I don't care right. how old you are, and you've learned one thing on that farm with me or through reading the book that you didn't know before, then I've done my job. And you definitely did. You definitely <laughs> so did. My grandfather was a farmer and my grandmother was a teacher. So, and that was their farm. And I've kind of combined the two to teach agriculture. Somehow or another, I have, when COVID, when this is, when we can do everything back in public, if it's okay, I would love to come up there. Absolutely. With a couple kids and do a podcast from there. We would love to have you. Awesome. We'd love to have you. And actually, because you're working on another book, correct? I am. So on each page of this book, I mentioned that you see Capone. Mm -hmm. Well, that gives you a clue to who the next book is about. (laughs) So (laughs) it's going to be all about Capone. And then on his book. Who's Something be will be hidden on each page. I Could think it, it might chicken? it might be Petrie. Hmm, <laughs> so, interesting. So yeah, yeah. So and you're you can, getting started here. Never. Yeah, you've never be written fun. before, right? No, no. This is my my first book. Um, it was on my bucket list. I really wanted to write and publish this book, and uh, I didn't know I was going to want to continue on. But I realized it's fun. It is fun, and I love seeing the kids enjoying the books. Oftentimes, we'll have um, a grandparent bring a grandchild out to the farm. They'll buy the book, and I'll see them in a corner of the farm reading it to their child. And I just think That's it's the best thing. It's it, it melts my heart. I just it, it makes everything worth it yeah. <laughs> that we're doing wow. out there. I love it. So well, it's fun. Do you have anything to add before we wrap up? I think you've about helped me to cover everything. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, 
Pam, I want to thank you so much. And when you write the second book, we have to have you on again. I'd love when to. When everything clears, we got to do a podcast from the farm. Oh, I want to get happy on there. What, humming? They hum, right? Oh, they do hum. Yeah. That's their way I of communicating. I want to get them on there humming. Hum, humming. We hum, can easily humming. do that for you. Uh, yes. God, that would be fun. You're going to get a lot of the other farm animal sounds if you come out. That's too. fine. So it's going to be fun. That's fine. Happy? Better be nice and not spit at me. I don't want that sound. So, <laughs> Pam, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. And I hope you enjoy your book. Well, thank you. I want to thank Pam for coming on the podcast. And again, if you want information on Happy or any of the other animals or Three Oaks Farm, just go to Three Oaks Farm Alpacas. Dot com. You can shop on there. You can look at everything. It, it's a great site, and hopefully you all will get a chance to go see the animals. I'd like to remind everybody also, once again, please leave a review of the podcast. Yes, I will be giving away stuff again in the future, and if you leave me a review now, you still get put into the hat to be drawn for any prizes I do in the future. I even made it easy for you. All you have to do is go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash harco living again lovethepodcast.com forward slash harco living and please be kind enough to leave me a review of the podcast also I'd like to remind you all to please buy me a coffee all right it's not actually a coffee or buying me it's a donation to the show this way i can keep the podcast going believe it or not it does cost money to do this. And even though I have sponsors, that is also towards the website. So there's a lot that goes into this that a lot of people don't know about. So if you buy me a coffee, you can do it for $3. You can do it for $5. You can buy me one coffee, three coffee, whatever, however many you want. You can also do it monthly or you can pay a one-time annual fee, which I believe is $50. And if you do that, I'm going to send you something special. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living. And if you look at the show notes, I have the links to everything in there.